Hey, that's that's a two-game winning streak for the Ducks. Yeah, the Ducks are on a winning streak, believe it or not. And we'll talk about that as well as all-star stuff on this edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, how about that? Hi, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Take whatever. (laughs) I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for a while. And, you know, my Twitter is at StimpyJD. And you can find this podcast wherever you get them. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Also now on Amazon and on YouTube. So check us out on all those platforms. All right. This is going to be kind of a shortish episode because this is take whatever, you know, had some audio. No, first video issues, then audio issues. Now they're all straightened away. And because I have to leave in literally an hour, um, we're going to keep this one short. So I'm going to try to get through as much about the last couple of games as possible. Yes, I did watch them. And full disclosure, I was working last night, a hockey game, and wound up watching some highlights at a bar slash restaurant. And I had to wake up this morning thinking, okay, I know what happened. I need to see exactly how it happened. So I actually did take a little bit of time this morning and watched last night's game to see how the heck the Ducks won and the offside that wasn't. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, maybe the Ducks got a little bit lucky there. But first, let's just briefly talk about Wednesday's game against Dallas because the Ducks had a good first period and that was it. Just a good first period. And of course, the top line doing their thing again, plus Mason McTavish, of course, Henrik would score and of course, Zegras would get an assist, or Terry got an assist, then Zegers got an assist on a McTavish. You ready for this? A power play goal. The power play starting to get going for the Ducks. The penalty kill is still a different story altogether, but at least the power play is kind of doing something. Yay, power play is working. Yay, that first period was fine. And then the Ducks did what they always, I'm sorry. I No, I should say that's what a Dallas Eakins-led Ducks team would usually do (laughs) they would just hold on to that lead as long as possible and take their foot off the gas and stop playing and allow the other team to try to come back this happens all the time and it kind of happened again on Wednesday but the main reason why the Ducks did not lose that game was because of John Gibson John freaking Gibson should get the taser And just unleash it on his teammates. There was a lot of shots against him. There was a lot of high danger shots. Actually, there was a couple of juicy rebounds on that game too. That could have easily been a goal and gone against Gibby. Fortunately for the Ducks, that did not happen. Gibby did his thing. But imagine, if you will, the Ducks being outshot 27-14 in the final two periods. And, oh, here's the doozy. High danger chances. The last two periods, 9-1 to one in favor of Dallas, including 7-0 in that third. Okay, the third period, Dallas just completely took over that game. Completely took over. There was hardly any defense played on the Ducks' side. 
in that third period. That was pretty much all John Gibson. He was making good save after good save after good save. The expected goals were three and a third to one and a half. The Ducks should have allowed at least three goals, and they didn't because of the stellar play of John Gibson. So that was a two nothing shutout against the Dallas Stars. That was fun. <laughs> Last night's game looked like a cluster. It really did. Sharks probably could have... Mm, I'm going to be careful with what I say here. I'm not going to say they probably could have won this game. I'm not saying they should have lost it either. I think this was kind of a weird back and forth with a couple of questionable... Well, okay, one really questionable call, which I've just got to talk about right now. Um, that offside that wasn't, apparently... Yeah, maybe the replay on that one. Ooh, boy. Was it offsides? I'll let you all decide on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that because it's a short episode. But there was a call. I mean, I think the calls mostly went the Ducks' way last night. So maybe Anthony Stolarz... Got a little bit of assistance, a little bit of help last night. I would say not that I mind. It's fun to beat the Sharks. But at the same time, um, aren't the Ducks trying to tank here? I mean, we want Connor Bedard in a Ducks jersey, right? That's what the fans want. That's what all the fans want. Actually, there's a lot of fans, not just in Anaheim, but across the NHL. I did a Twitter space whatever last night with just a lot of different people and there was there was some talk about Connor Bedard and where he should end up and got into a really interesting conversa- conversation last night with Seth Topol who's the host of Locked on Wild and also with Jesse Pierce who is a line tweeter on NHL.com among other things So Jesse Pierce started talking about Connor Bedard and saying, man, you know, like, even though like I'm not like a huge Ducks fan, I want to see Mason McTavish team up with Connor Bedard again. I want to see Bedard in a Ducks jersey because that core, that young core is going to be so fun to watch. So even all the other fans across different, I guess, fan bases want to see it. So, Ducks, what are you doing? I mean, the best way to get Connor Bedard is a tank, right? Well, didn't quite happen that way. The Ducks did wind up winning in overtime, 5-4. to four, But also, Anthony Stolarz getting yet another win against the San Jose Sharks. Somehow. And somehow, the Ducks got outshot again. 41-29 in favor of, of course, San Jose. And of course, ugh, the Ducks allowed 40 shots again. <sighs> this is a pattern. This is a bad pattern. Half their, no, more than half their games. They've allowed 40 plus shots on goal. You think I've gone a little bit mad here about that? Ah, Maybe a little bit. Was it a good rally? Yeah, it kind of was. It was fun to watch that rally. 
but this is 40 games, and in more than half of them, they've allowed 40-plus shots. The Ducks are now 12-24-4. Their next game will be the midpoint of the season. So I will have a mid-season report card next week. We'll talk all about that. Um, just to quickly go over this, Timo Meyer had himself a game last night. He really did. I thought Timo Meyer could have been the star of the game. But here comes Mason McTavish, who previously scored on the last game. Mason McTavish scored not once, but twice on this game and added an assist. So he's got five points in the last couple of games. And all of a sudden, the Ducks are... Sorry, six points. Ha <laughs> six points. Because guess who got the game-winning goal in overtime? Yeah, John Klingberg. John Klingberg has had a good maybe three to four week span. He's starting to come around a little bit. And hey, maybe now the Ducks can get a first round pick for him. <gasps> yeah. Oh yeah, trade deadline coming up in a couple of months. We got to talk about that later. But Mason McTavish, I've been pumping his tires for the last couple of years. And I'm going to continue to pump his tires right now. Because I think Mason McTavish is that guy. He's quickly becoming one of the more reliable players for the Ducks. And is starting to get up there as far as rookie scoring. He might start to kind of worm his way back into the Calder conversation. Maybe not the top yet, but he's starting to slowly get there. We'll see. Alright, um, I've been talking for a while, so what we're going to do is head into the intermission, and then I've got to talk about All-Star stuff. i got to talk about that. We'll get to that on the other side. But first, let's talk about Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar around. And folks, if your New Year's resolution is to get healthy and maybe eat a little bit better, then why not get things started on the right foot with a delicious built bar, which is packed with at least 18 grams of protein and only 130 to 140 calories? Really? Yeah, it is. It's true. And I've tried them, still love them. Still, my favorite flavor to this day is the churro puff. Still my favorite one. So if you want to try built bars for yourself, head over to built.com right now. And use promo code. It's a new one, by the way. The promo code is now locked on 15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason JD Hernandez and we got to talk about All-Stars. Yeah, the All-Star game is coming up very soon down in South Florida. And the reason I wanted to keep a whole segment here is because I'm really going to talk about really one guy in particular. And those of you that are regulars of this podcast know exactly where this is going. Because the All-Stars, or at least some of the All-Stars, were revealed. Yeah. And guess who is the Ducks representative for the All-Star game? You ready for this? None other than Troy Terry. That is right. 
Troy Terry is the Ducks all-star. I mean, look, I'm not going to hide it. Troy Terry's my favorite Duck right now. But, you know, he's had an awesome season. Easily the best Duck so far this year. He's leading the team in scoring right now, as well he should. And very deserved to get that all-star spot. But I first got to talk about how he found out he was an all-star. A couple of days ago, there was a video that went out from the Anaheim Ducks once the rosters were revealed. And, you know, all the Ducks are going into the video room. And, you know, there's a quick video from Troy Aikman, the former Dallas Cowboys quarterback, the Super Bowl champion, and now commentator for Monday Night Football. And Troy Aikman, yeah, Troy Aikman was the one via video who was proud to tell him that Troy Terry was an all-star. And by the way, Troy Terry, you know, we got to talk about the path that he's taken. Former fifth round pick. Yeah, Troy Terry going from the University of Denver, spending all his time in Denver, and being a fifth round pick that some, like, some people just kind of wrote him off. They did. And this is even going back to five years ago when Troy Terry spent some time down in San Diego thinking, okay, like he's going to play with the goals and he's probably going to find his spot. But, you know, I remember about five years ago when a lot of folks thought, okay, maybe Troy Terry could wind up as a depth piece and could be a solid middle six guy. That was the thought back then. That legit was. I I remember going to goals games and going up there and hearing the murmurs that, yeah, Troy Terry, middle six, and that'd be okay. You know, I mean, he'd easily be most thought a third liner, and he would contribute and get maybe double-digit goals, and that would have been fine. (laughs) No one saw this meteoric rise. Over the last couple years. I mean I kind of saw it coming. Because I did make a prediction. A couple years ago that Troy Terry was going to be the breakout star. And watch him work his way up to the second line. So I've always been a big believer. In Troy Terry. And while some say. Oh his game is systematic. No. I think he's got a very solid. Aggressive game. Something that he has worked on over the past couple seasons. And good on him for being much more aggressive on the puck. Being much better on the forecheck. Starting to develop a better all-around game. And that's what you want in your all-star. You want someone that has a great overall game. And I'm going to say this now. I don't think he's done. I think he's entering his prime right now. So imagine... If Troy Terry is entering his prime right now, and then you put in Trevor Zegras, Mason McTavish, getting more experience, getting better, Jamie Drysdale, who's also getting better, maybe Olin Zellweger, he goes up. Imagine having all those guys for a long time and just having those core group of guys be your team, led by Troy Terry, who last season put up some ridiculous numbers And this season, still putting up some good numbers. I still think Troy Terry could possibly get 80, 90 points. Well, 
maybe not 90 anymore. He has kind of tailed off a little bit, but I still think he could have an 80-point season. Right now, he's got 33 points in 40 games. Not quite a point per game as he was before, but hey, he's got a two-game point streak going on right now. A point against the Stars, a point against the Sharks. Yeah, he's fine right now. Ducks fans, would you be happy with a 70-75 point season? Me, I would say, yeah, sure, that's fine, but I think he could get 80-90. to I still think that this season. And with 42 games left, he can get there. You know, of course, he has to stay healthy, but I think he'll get there. Last season, he got 67 points in 75 games. So I think he'll top that this year. So that is the Ducks all-star selection. And I love the whole story that, you know, Troy Terry was named after Troy Aikman. And Troy Aikman was the one to you know, congratulate him and tell him that he's an all-star. The whole story is just amazing. So once again, congratulations to Troy Terry on making the all-star team well-deserved. However, there is also voting going on right now at NHL.com. So if you want to vote in, um, I don't know, maybe a Trevor Zegris, make that all-star game more fun, then head over to NHL.com slash votes. Vote Trevor Zegers in. This isn't really an ad. This is me telling you guys. Vote in Trevor Zegers. He is fun. He's amazing. He's going to light up that all-star game if he gets selected. And wouldn't it be fun to see Trevor Zegers try to pull off a Michigan in an all-star game? <laughs> oh, that could, oh, that could be so fun. I'm actually kind of salivating thinking about a Trevor Zegers Michigan goal at the All-Star game. Ooh, that could be fun, folks. But I got to give the other All-Stars just because I'm going to give the other All-Stars really quick. Um, I'm just going to do the Western Conference because reasons. So in the Central Division, Clayton Keller from the Coyotes, Seth Jones from the Blackhawks, Kale McCarr, of course, from the Avs, Jason Robertson, of course, from Dallas, Kirill Kaprizov, of course, from Minnesota. UC Soros from the Preds. Good choice. Vladimir Tarasenko from the Blues. And Josh Morrissey from the Winnipeg Jets. So that's in the Central Division. In our division, the best division, the Pacific Division, Troy Terry, as I mentioned. Nazim Kadri from the Flames. Connor McDavid, of course, from the Oilers. Then you have Kevin Fiala from the Kings. That one's kind of a surprise. I kind of get it. I mean, I don't think Fiala's been the best player in Los Angeles this season. But sure, Kevin Fiala, congrats. Eric Carlson from the Sharks, EK65, of course. How about Matty Beniers from the Seattle Kraken? Cool. All right. So Matty B getting in there. Then you have Elias Patterson from the Canucks. And would, okay, this is the one I need to talk about for 30 seconds. If you had told me before the season that Logan Thompson would be an all-star from the Vegas Golden Knights, I would have said you're effing crazy. No disrespect to Logan Thompson. He's a great goaltender and he has proven himself and shut up 
a lot of the naysayers, including myself, and there were a lot of naysayers, that said, oh, without Robin Leonard, Vegas is going to tank this season. Without Leonard, without Flurry, without so-and-so, like, Vegas is going to suffer this season. And Logan Thompson has stepped up big time. So, Logan Thompson, the goaltender from the Vegas Golden Knights, is their representative. I'll admit, I didn't see it coming. I don't think anybody saw that coming. So congrats to all the All-Stars that made it in the Western Conference. A couple of neat little surprises there. All right, that's going to do it on this somewhat short episode of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. And that'll wrap it up for the week. We will try to get back to a normal schedule next week um, with a couple of announcements, you know, personal announcements on my end that I think a couple of, like some of you already know what's going on. But I've tried to keep this kind of on the DL. <sighs> yeah, some some pretty good stuff. And also, just want to put this out there. Um, thanks to all my buddies out in Ontario. Y'all are awesome. It's been a fantastic 12 and a half years. I'm going to miss you all. But I'm going to come back and visit. And of course, I'm still, you know, covering the goals. You know, helping out with Defend the Nest. So I'll be making my way... I'll be making my rounds to some games the rest of this season. But yeah, a couple personal announcements that I will get to next week. All right. Once again, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and Amazon. Check us out there. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. If you want to email me, you could do so at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And, you know, thank you all for, you know, just thank you all so much for your continued support. You all are awesome. Very awesome. Thank you so much. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the weekend. Please continue to be safe out there. Please be kind to one another. And Ducks fly together.